we'd like to welcome you back to our fourth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 25th, 2019. The next report is uh, GoFundMe exposed for taking money from Big Pharma to deplatform vaccine, vaccine skeptics. So it was recently announced that the crowdfunding platform GoFundMe has been purging all users from its site who attempt to raise money for causes that in any way, shape, or form call into question the safety and efficacy of satanic vaccines. And as to be accepted, this censorship push is being driven by Big Pharma, which has effectively slithered its tentacles into GoFundMe's leadership structure. GoFundMe spokesman Bobby Whitthorn now claims that the campaign that tried to raise money for people who've been injured by vaccines, for instance, are somehow promoting misinformation about vaccines that, quote, violate GoFundMe's terms of service and thus must be removed. And who's behind these terms of service? Well, Big Pharma, of course. So it's like, you know, Satan guarding the hen house. As it turns out, GoFundMe was acquired for $6 million back in 2015 by an investment group known as Cell Partners, which just so happens to also be heavily invested in the pharmaceutical industry. In other words, because fundraising campaigns that draw attention to the dangers and ineffectiveness of vaccines directly impact a major segment of Cell's portfolio, these campaigns must be stopped uh, and f freedom of speech must be stopped as well. So... Information skeptical to, to vaccines could hold back a multi-billion dollar industry, so personal liberty must be curtailed to protect Big Pharma's bottom line, writes Shane Trejo of Big League Politics. With more and more Americans being targeted by Big Brother, except other dissident activists rallying against the political establishment to be targeted with Orwellian crackdowns in the future, he adds. And if it weren't for a cell, fascist Facebook would, wouldn't even exist. So, speaking of Orwellian crackdown, social media giant Facebook has adopted similar censorship policies that involve removing all content from the company's platform that questions the vaccine industry's corruption, vaccine ingredients, and other untouchable vaccine topics. And wouldn't you know, Cell Partners is behind that as well. But And again, that might be one you really want to add to your prayer list, Cell Partners. But not much... Uh, but at a much deeper level, you will see fascist Facebook wouldn't even exist if it were not for a cell as the company back in 2004 infused 13 million, a $13 million rocket to quote the words of John Rappaport, who published an independent, in-depth analysis of how Facebook was launched and propped up into the position that it is in today. As it turns out, funding for Facebook and now GoFundMe can actually be traced back even further beyond just Big Pharma and a cell, as the venture capitalists higher up in the pyramid actually hail from the Central Intelligence Agency. That's right, the CIA, via its InQtel startup, would seem to be the reason why anti-First Amendment tech giants like GoFundMe and Facebook have amassed the near-absolute power and control over online free speech that they now maintain. So the thing is, is what you have to understand is that resources like this like you're listening to right now our days are numbered guys i mean it just is the night is coming when no man can work and that's why i'm i'm trying to up the amount of content i'm putting out now because i realize that you know the walls are closing in and, and there's no way this is going to continue that trump's in on it all i mean you know, it's just a matter of time and i'm not saying that to be johnny Raincloud, but it's just a it's a fact you know so and then at that point, you know, you're going to have, you're not going to really have access to, 
or it's going to be very, very hard to get access to truthful information at that point. So, um, let's see here. InQtel was founded in 1999 with the express purpose of funding companies that could develop technology the CIA would use to gather data. Uh, John Rappaport writes, the company is too important as data mining as a data mining asset of the intelligence community to let it fall into disrepair and chaos. Um, and that was Rappaport contends this about the future of Facebook and presumably GoFundMe. The CIA and all of its cutouts will save it and gain more power over it, he adds. It's what they've wanted all along. Okay. Now, I just added this section in today. And um, we've talked a lot about vaccine ingredients. But there's some vaccine ingredients, I mean, I've mentioned, but I haven't went in detail on. And I just want you to understand like this one. Because this is going to lead up to something. This is going to lead up, we're going to be talking about vitamin K shots that they try to force on the infant. And a lot of moms and dads think, oh, well, that's harmless. And if, when you see the ingredients in the vitamin K shot, I mean, it's just just about just as bad as any vaccine that, that you're going to have out there. Common vaccine ingredient, polysorbate 80, which is one of the ingredients in vitamin K shots, allows toxins and horrific metals and chemicals of the vaccines into the brain. And you're going to see this the same theme with the three ingredients that we're going to be talking about here polysorbate 80 opens up the blood brain barrier allowing toxins into the brain which would otherwise will otherwise not reach the brain so what they're trying to do with um infants in in babies and in children is making sure that their blood brain barrier is opened up as much as possible through these toxic ingredients so that all of the witches brew in the vaccine gets bypasses the blood brain barrier and gets into see the blood brain barrier is there for a reason god put it there so they're trying to bypass that with these toxic chemicals so that it will do maximum damage because the devil knows if he takes out your brain what good are you if you're brain damaged how are you ever really going to fight against any kind of satanic agenda and that's why they want to create a legion of autistic boys and girls which they're projecting as soon as you you know the year 2028 2030 they're saying by the year 2028 from the statistics i had seen that half of all boys will be autistic born and that by 2030 half of all girls now i'm not saying that's going to be the case but the way they're going right now wouldn't it surprise me a bit with all the things they have on the agenda so um these studies show the use of polysorbate 80 in the drug development as a means to cross blood brain barrier, which is there to protect us from these toxins crossing the barrier in the first place. Since babies have a poorly developed blood brain barrier, or BBB, which may not solidify for at least the first six months or maybe even longer, polysorbate 80 is the last thing that should be injected into a newborn unless you wanted to try to maim or kill the baby or brain damage it. Okay. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to annihilate the, the, the little ones as soon as they can and take them out. So um, then here's all the studies that prove this. If you want to click on the studies that talk about this, how polysorbate 80 opens up the blood-brain barrier, which again is the last thing you should do in a newborn because their blood-brain barrier isn't even developed until six months and beyond. The study included um, also there was a, a study done on polysorbate 80 and the study included a pregnant woman who suffered anaphylactic shock after being given an IV drip of just multivitamins, which also contained polysorbate 80. Uh, here's that study. 
Also, baby female rats were injected with polysorbate 80 at four to seven at uh, after four to seven days after birth. It accelerated the maturing of the rats and caused the changes to the vagina in the womb lining, hormonal changes, ovary deformities, and degenerative follicles. So it's ultimately also a very strong sterilant. Okay, and it will it will cause all kind of horrific abnormalities in females, and I'm sure it probably does something similar with men, but in their the vagina, the womb, the uterus, the ovaries. Okay, so that's what it's there for. These vaccines, one of the primary objectives of them are, are depopulation and and to sterilize the masses. And here's the here's the study on that. Now let's talk about the next ingredient, propylene glycol, which is also in vitamin K shots. Now. Polysorbate 80 and propylene glycol are in a host of vaccines. And I haven't talked a lot about these, but it's just yet one, every single vac, every single ingredient they put in these vaccines is done by design on purpose. And just virtually every one of them are horrific on what they do to us. Common vaccine um, ingredient, propylene glycol, which is also the main ingredient in antifreeze. And we're going to talk about its horrific side effects. Propylene glycol is found in many industrial and commercial products, including antifreeze, liquid laundry detergent, solvents, and paint. It's an additive in human, human and pet foods. Again, got to kill off the animals too. Pharmaceuticals and tobacco processing. You can find it in Valium, Dunkin' Donuts flavored iced tea, Windex, Right Guard deodorant, Glade aerosol, Liquid Nails, Jurgens Skin Moisturizer, CoverGirl Mascara, Clearasil, Lysol Antibacterial Hand Wash, Noxema, Colgate Toothpaste, and Nalador Deodorizing Ferret Shampoo. <laughs> Ferret Shampoo? Um, but again, you, it just shows you all these big, big business ones that have all these personal care products, all the, the myriad of ingredients in there are designed to kill you and give you cancer. And they're all in on this. Okay? So... The FDA classifies propylene glycol as an additive. I mean, you know, I used to watch before before they they um, when when antifreeze was just like basically pure propylene glycol. It was a common theme you would see in these crime shows where it was typically the woman that was making her husband's meals every day and and she'd give him iced tea and instead of sweetening it with sugar she would pour in a nice copious amount of antifreeze. Now, this is before they started um, spiking the antifreeze with ingredients that tasted bad because then you couldn't use it as a poison anymore. Literally, they had to do that to antifreeze because people were using it to poison their spouses with because it has a sweet taste. And you could put a little sugar in there, a little propylene glycol, and have, you, have yourself a real good cup, of, and it kills you slowly over time too. So it's not like, you know, you just give it to them, but then they start getting sick and then the doctors can't diagnose this and then ultimately they end up dying unless the doctors are very astute. The FDA, though, classifies propylene glycol as an additive that is generally recognized as safe for use in food. Yeah, because they're all in on it too. Propylene glycol enters the body as an alcohol and metabolizes in the body's enzyme pathways. These pathways do not mature in humans until... 12 to 30 months of age infants and children below the age of four um years and pregnant women and those with kidney dysfunction or renal failure are not able to eliminate propylene glycol in the body according to the fda this inability to process and eliminate this product uh, causes potential adverse reactions in infants and pregnant women as well as those with kidney problems propylene glycol is also toxic to the liver and kidneys 
It is used in many IV medications, including, including lorazepam, an anxiety-reducing and seizure treatment medication. Uh, there have been some alarming cases linking propylene glycol exposure with heart disease as well. One such patient was an eight-month-old who suffered a heart attack after four doses of a topical medication to treat a burn. Neurological symptoms, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, toxicity profile, negatively assess propylene glycol in the area of neurological symptoms. When taken orally and tested by a patch test to find the amount of chemical compounds still in their system, a number of people were found to have varying degrees of neurological issues, including stupor, convulsions, and unspecified severe mental systems. Again, it's designed to take out our brain and cause all these other side effects that they're talking about here. And... Um, Harmful to pets. Propylene glycol is a common pet food additive, of course. You know, The FDA says dogs can handle small doses. However, yeah, because you want to put antifreeze in your dog food. However, according to Dr. Karen Becker, an in integrative wellness vet veterinarian, propylene glycol can be toxic to dogs at certain levels. We just don't know with specificity what those levels are. The bigger the, G the propylene glycol issue is with cats, just a small amount, says Becker, can cause, call, it's called Heinz body hemolytic anemia, a condition in which red blood cells are destroyed. This is why cats die when they lap up sweet tasting propylene glycol and antifreeze. Well, that's before they started spiking it, I would imagine. While the FDA has banned propylene glycol in cat food, it still shows up. Just last year, commercially available cat treats were recalled after low levels of propylene glycol were found in the product. Uh, but most concerning part is the constant propylene glycol exposure is the way it may provide other chemicals a free pass into the bloodstream, which, again, that's kind of what we just read about with the um, polysorbate 80. It allows greater penetration of these other chemicals into the bloodstream and in, and in through the blood-brain barrier. Again, so there, it's, it's acting as a vehicle to, to make whatever, the, like, particularly with vaccines, whatever they're injecting into you, they want to make sure they do the maximum amount of damage. And that's why they put like propylene glycol and polysorbate 80 in the vaccines and in these other things. Another one, common vaccine ingredient, aluminum and its horrific side effects. Dr. Susan Humphreys, author of Dissolving Illusions, Disease, Vaccines, and the Forgotten History, is a nephrologist who has committed the later part of her medical career. And a nephrologist is, is one that specializes in kidney, kidney problems. Uh, the later part of her medical career and exposing the oft-hidden facts about vaccines, their history, and what makes them potentially dangerous. Aluminum is a known neurotoxin, and the scientific evidence shows that it can play a significant role in neurological diseases, including dementia, autism, and Parkinson's disease. Common routes of exposure include antiperspirants, because they use the animate aluminum-based antiperspirants. You put them you know, in the armpit. Well, the armpit is one of the most absorbable areas of the body, and they put it all those horrific chemicals in the antiperspirants by design on purpose so that you will absorb them there and it'll cause breast cancer in women the women wearing the underwire bra with the antiperspirants and then not detoxing ever well it's it's a you know you're setting yourself up for breast cancer um so it's not hard to find these these um deodorants that are that don't have any type of bad ingredients in them that don't have any aluminum and all of these toxic chemicals so just as like a heads up you can get um like this one i highly recommend this one no aluminum no propylene glycol no artificial fragrance uh 
Schmitz, S-C-H-M-I-D-T-S, natural deodorant. It comes in tons of different um, scents. Um, it's all natural ingredients. I'm looking at the, in the ingredient list right now. It lasts a long time. It's got, uh, I believe, yeah, baking soda is one of the main ingredients, which is really, you know, baking soda is just amazing for any kind of odor control. And it's got a lot of other essential oils in here. You can find this, you know, online easily. It's a great one. Also, I use this with the one I carry, which is the Amarita organic lime deodorant and i just like this because th this one that i carry is a spray and it's also got th one of the reasons i like about this it's non-gmo no petroleum paraben free no chemical preservatives no non-oily stain free uh no artificial colors artificial ingredients non-aerosol biodegradable pleasant scent long lasting and the first ingredient is certified organic uh, 90 proof neutral spirits, uh, which is alcohol, which, what is that? Well, it's going to kill germs. Okay. So you can use this anywhere you, you know, you're dealing with odor where you want to kill germs as well. Whereas the, the, the bergamot or the Schmitz natural deodorant, and I'm looking at it cause it's the one I've got here is bergamot and lime. Um, you're really not going to kill germs with that, but I do a little of both. You know, because I like this Amarita. It's got a great sense. It's lime. And then it's got um, these essential oils of lime, Siberian fir, and peppermint. In this 90, uh, one, 190 proof grain natural spirits, denatured, certified organic alcohol. Okay. And it comes in a four ounce bottle. You don't need a lot, you know, like maybe a few sprays each side and it's organic you know and and i carry that i carry it for seven dollars for a four ounce. and again a four ounce bottle lasts you a while if you use it in conjunction with like the schmitz natural deodorant i mean one container of each will last you a long time it's not that especially that schmitz man i mean it it lasts a long time uh, but I like the fact on the others because you're getting more of a germ control and you're getting a little bit better coverage because it's a liquid. So I have a whole line of essential oils that I carry now. Um, one for you can use before bed called Deep Rest Roll-On, Eucalyptus, Frankincense. One for headaches, Headache Roll-On, a Lavender, a Lemon, a Lime. Well, that's the Lime deodorant and the Organic um, Peppermint Oil. Oh, and an oregano, also an oregano wildcrafted oil, and a tea tree. Those are like the main ones. I'm not going to really expand much beyond that. I don't want to turn into like a, but they're um, the ones I carry. Most of them are all organic. Amarita is a really, really good company. I believe in France, they they um, really uh, and the prices are very good compared. Like if you go to Young Living, well, you know you gotta you gotta make all your money on. They they have to they have to massively increase the costs in order to pay all the multi-level um, uh, downstream people so the prices are so much more expensive and the amaritas are you know i i mean the most expensive one i got is the frankincense for 17 for a five mil bottle and frankincense is 
typically very expensive. I mean, boy, do I love that one. It smells so good. Anyway, just wanted to kind of mention that. I wasn't even planning on that, but um, I want to, I want to, I want to give you alternatives, whether you get your products from me or whatever. I don't even sell the one. I mean, it's, it's one that you'd have to find the Schmitz one, but you can find that online easy. Uh, going forward here regarding aluminum, you can get it in any perspirants food. It's in, um, a lot of the pancake batters. If it's not organic, it's most likely going to have a lot of aluminum. Non-dairy creamer, unless it's organic, like the powder kind, is most likely going to be loaded with aluminum. They put it in table salt. They use an ingredient called sodium silica aluminate. So if you're using just plain table, you should not be eating just plain table salt. You should be eating like the pink Himalayan salt. You can get it for cheap now online. I just bought a big bag on um, eBay yesterday for like $15. That stuff used to be way more expensive. You can get the fine grain now that is like four and a half star rated. Like all the, all like the, and I'm not talking about like some knockoff of cheap pink Himalayan salt. I'm talking about high quality, five pound bags. You can get it now for $15. And that's with free shipping. Now you, when it first came out, you couldn't get it that cheap. It was like so expensive. And now I think because of supply and demand and they've probably got their mining practices better, they've probably got other mines that they've been able to bring the price down. That's the kind I would use the pink because sea salt, the seas are contaminated. The pink Himalayan salt is mined in areas where there's no contamination. So I, and then you get all your trace minerals from it as well. So regular table salt is superheated to like 1400 degrees it melts the sodium and the chloride together your body can't break it down then they put aluminum in it if you're not watching the thing which plaques up your brain causes alzheimer's just one of the many ways they're trying to kill us so and know that if you eat any salt when you're out it's probably going to contain aluminum so uh going further in the feature video that Susan Humphreys, uh, which is entitled Dissolving Illusions, Disease, Vaccines, and the Forgotten History, um, she provides a comprehensive critique on aluminum-containing vaccines, which she claims can pose a very significant health risk, especially to infants. Animal research shows almost all the aluminum is retained 28 days after intramuscular injection. So the body really likes to hold on and brain tissue really likes to hold on to aluminum. It has a high affinity for the brain. Studies on adults show aluminum is still present three years after intravenous administration. Once the aluminum is injected, it's gobbled up by the immune systems, by the immune, by the immune cells of the macrophages, which act like Trojan horses, allowing the aluminum entry into your brain by carrying it through the blood-brain barrier. So what is the common thing we've seen in all three? Polysorbate 80 propylene glycol, antifreeze, and then the aluminum. Well, they all get through the blood-brain barrier and they're all put there by design on purpose to do that, to take out your brains. That's why they're done there. Now, how can you get aluminum out of the body? Silica is the best way I know of, okay? Silica helps to eliminate aluminum out of the body. There is a relationship between silica and the rate of aluminum concentration in the brains of Alzheimer patients. Much research points to the fact that a deficiency in silica in one's diet causes an increase in aluminum retained in one's body. 
So if you have a deficiency of silica, which most people have, then you're going to be much more prone to accumulating aluminum in the body. And again, they're trying to put, us, put it into us every way you can imagine. Silica plays an important role in helping the body to eliminate these accumulations of aluminum, which are a causative factor in certain forms of senility, including Alzheimer's. Now, with Alzheimer's, you also want to do coconut oil. You want to do alpha lipoic acid. You want to probably do turmeric. There's a lot of, I have a whole file on that. If you need it, I'll, I'll email it to you. You can email me um, or use the contact page at contendingfortruth.com. But if you do contact me, just make sure that you can kind of keep it as short as possible because if you give me a big gigantic paragraph, I can't a lot of times respond to that anymore. I can't keep up anymore. I'm so far buried and so far behind now. It's just, it's joke-like level. As much as content as I'm putting out, I'm still going further behind all the time. So I'm just trying to get as much work done as I can until things go dark. So this is the kind of silica I recommend. This is the longest staining one. It's Alta Silica uh, with the bioflavonoids. It's the most long, and it's processed in such a way where you're going to get the maximum benefit out of it. And it's the only one I know of like that. It's the one I carry. Comes in a 120 count tablet bottle. And again, you can contact me at the contact page at Contending for Truth if you want to know more on how to order that. I think uh, doo -doo, I'll just give you a price on that. Um, this uh, 32, 32 for 120 count bottle, and um, it's also really, really good for any. Uh, it's very good for hair, skin, nails. Huge for that. Very, very good to chelate aluminum out of the body. Uh, it is very good for your joints and for bone health. It's very, very good to strengthen your bones. So those are just some of the, the uses for it. I did, I, in fact, if you key in silica in the keyword search box, I've done several studies just on silica alone. So uh, going further now, let's get to the deadly effects of the vitamin K shots. Jabbing our newborns with vitamin K injections significantly increases our children's chance of developing childhood cancer. Yeah, because they love you so, they love your children so much. They just want to give them cancer and all this fun stuff right off the bat. Jabbing our newborns with vitamin K injections significantly increases the childhood risk rate of cancer. In a study of two hospitals, researchers found that there was almost a twofold risk of leukemia for children who had received intramuscular vitamin K given universally at one hospital compared to another hospital that did not promote the jab. The poisoning and destruction of the infant's immune system starts in the first hours of life, even before they can clobber the newborn with the dangerous hepatitis B vaccine. Because see, hepatitis B, which is a only transmitted via IV drug sharing needles with IV drug junkies and sexually transmitted promiscuous disease, which babies generally are both of those things right out of the womb, right? I mean, most babies... When they're, when they're born, there's a little, they take them to a little room and there's a whole bunch of other baby junkies that are injecting heroin and sharing needles, okay? And they're also having unprotected sex with one another. And that's why they need the hepatitis B vaccine because it will protect those babies from both, because it's the only reason you give it. So it'll protect those babies from that thing, from hepatitis B, right? That Doesn't that make sense? Well, you know. Of course, it makes no sense at all, but that's what they do. So, 
and then they give them the vitamin K shot. Vitamin K was discovered and recorded in the German medical journals in the 1920s as a very important blood coagulation factor. Yeah, it's very important for like the platelets, platelets that have a lot to do with clotting. Therefore, K is for coagulation. Vitamin K, um, even though they're spelling it coagulation with a K and really it should be spelled with a C, but anyway, hopefully you get what I mean there. Vitamin K's other job is to put calcium in the right places like bones and blood and to keep it from being deposited in the wrong places like calcification of the blood vessels, which is what can plaque you up. Uh, bone spurs and calcification of the soft tissues. So if you've got a problem with plaquing in the artery due to excess calcium, bone spurs, a lot of arthritis, you want to add in a vitamin K type product. And like the one that I, probably the best one that I have um, would be the vitamin D3 5000 by Innate because it's got the K1 and the K2 in it as well. So that helps activate the D3. So vitamin K1 is found in green leafy vegetables like broccoli, lettuce, and spinach and makes up about 90% of our dietary intake. If you're getting any of those things, which most people aren't, Vitamin K2 are in animal sources, fermented products, and bacteria. Good bacteria, they mean. Um, including our intestinal bacteria and make up the other 10%. Our bodies store about one month of supply of vitamin K, but vitamin K is not stored in any significant quantity in the liver. Now, then there's the big pharma counterfeit of vitamin K, which is menadione, which we give you a picture of a vial of this made by Hospera Inc., um, which I'm going to get into that in a second. I don't want to give too much away, which is more potent than the natural vitamin K resulting in, in its toxicity. Now, it's more potent, but it's really not. It's just a synthetic, natural, garbage form of vitamin K. It's not found anywhere na naturally in nature because menadone is toxic and the Food and Drug Administration has banned its use in over-the-counter supplements as a result of that. But, so it's, but it's fine, though, to pump it into our newborns. They banned it, the same thing they're injecting newborns with, they've banned in over-the-counter supplements, but it's fine, fine to inject it into a newborn. Vitamin K injections started in the dark days of a natural childbirth with the introduction of forced-up deliveries because the mothers were drugged out of their minds and couldn't push the baby out on their own. For, the forceps caused... In other words, the moms couldn't push the baby out, so they had to use forceps to yank the baby out of the womb and twist the neck, which can cause all kind of chiropractic issues right off the bat, which is why, like, you know, it's a very good idea to... I mean, if you if you didn't have a natural delivery and you had a forceps delivery and you were drugged out of your mind, it's very, very good to go to a, a chiropractor that does gentle force techniques to have your baby adjusted. I mean, I, I adjusted Taylor right away now she was when taylor came out yes it was at a hospital and yes had i known what i know now i probably would not have went that route but it was about as natural of a thing i didn't let her get any vaccines or anything like that but i was still learning back then as well okay um but taylor was about as natural as i could have got at a hospital knowing what i know now i would not have gone that route though okay uh, anyway going further here so let me just say that again vitamin k injection started because this is this is very important a lot of people aren't aware of this vitamin k injection started in the dark days of a natural childbirth when the introduction of forceps deliveries because the mothers 
were drugged out of their minds and could have pushed the baby out. Four sips caused heavy trauma to the baby's head and face, crushing and bruising insanely. The umbilical cord was then and is now routinely clamped as well and cut immediately after birth, which can deprive the baby of up to 40% of its blood and oxygen and clotting factors. So you don't want to clamp the umbilical cord unless you're trying to like maim your baby. They do all this stuff now. Okay. So let's do everything we can do to just totally annihilate the baby as soon as possible. Let's do a forcep delivery or c-section let's do let's um so let's traumatize the baby there let's wrench their neck out of place let's crush their head to a certain extent let's let's inject them with one of the harshest vaccines the hep back hep b vaccine and then a vitamin k shot and then put the unnecessary um garbage silver drops in their eyes because those are not good either and um let's do all this as soon as possible so we can really start that baby down that satanic journey to make them a lifeline customer of the medical pharma cartel and let's let's clamp the baby's um, umbilical cord which will deprive the baby of 40 percent of its blood and oxygen and clotting factors this bad combination shorts the babies of clotting factors especially clamping the cord to cope with the head trauma leading to the bleeding on the brain because this medically induced hemorrhagic hemorrhagic disease occurred in the occasional newborn birth the powers that be decided to start giving vitamin k3 shots to all babies see they create the problem and then they give you the satanic solution okay regardless of whether there was birth trauma or forceps used they just weren't going to give vitamin k to everybody and say well it's a vitamin it's good it can't be bad right they just assume that somehow babies don't naturally produce enough vitamin k while giving the toxic shot did lower the incidence of bleeds it raised a whole new level of problems regarding jaundice which is like liver severe liver problems and other complications that we've just talked about yeah so total insanity so what's in the shot what's in the vitamin k shot what's in menadone well it's man-made it's gen generally regarded as toxic roche's vitamin k drug uh which i believe they call conicon uh now I'm just going to say in general, there may be different versions. The one that's pictured here in this report, which um, vitamin K and vial polysorbate 80 is in it. And this one, I'm only seeing one part of the label. But what we're seeing in here is each five milliliter container, and this is off the product insert of the vitamin K shot. The first ingredient is polysorbate 80. Okay, what we just talked about that satanic ingredient and then what's the second ingredient propylene glycol the antifreeze okay all of these have horrific side effects and make sure that all the other toxic ingredients get it through the blood brain barrier which the newborn doesn't even have anyway so they're trying to kill the baby off as soon as possible okay and then other ingredients that are mentioned below that i'll get into in a second now also what's in there and it's and i'm reading right off the label 100 micrograms of aluminum so they want to make sure that they get that aluminum in there so that the, the, the baby's brain is all plaqued up with aluminum, crossing the blood-brain barrier, um, setting them up for Alzheimer's in the future and senility and taking the baby's brain out. So we want to make sure we do all of that uh, to annihilate the baby as soon as possible, right out of the womb. Okay, so um, what are the other ingredients there? Well, so we've got hydro hydrochloric acid, which is stomach acid which is a highly corrosive and acid injected in the mouth it's fine to be in the stomach but why would you want to put it in a in a vaccine you know you don't you don't inject it in the muscle tissue and then 
phospholion 100, which is a hydrogenated fatty acid composition made from GMO soy. So like soylent green, soy is something you should never even put in your body. Okay. GMO is even worse, genetically modified. But sure, they want to put that in the vaccine to kill off the little baby as soon as possible. And then there's sodium hydroxide, which is lye, the caustic soda injected into the muscle. So everything they can kind of do, just up to the point where they kill the baby, that they can get away with, they're going to do that. That's what, that's what the medical pharma cartel does, because they care so much about your infant. Now, the side effects of the synthetic vitamin K which is just not linked to large doses, includes cytotoxicity in the liver cells, formation of free radicals of enzymes of the leukocytes, which are um, part of the white blood, white blood cells. It weakens the immune system. It has mutagenic effects. It damages the natural vitamin K cycle, which is kind of ironic, you know. It can cause hemolytic anemia and hyperbilirubinemia, which is messing heavily with the uh, liver. It disturbs the levels of calcium ions. It can cause vomiting, irritation of skin, mucous membranes, allergic reactions, eczema, and unlike natural vitamin K, it, it does build up in the tissue. So uh, what, are, what are the side effects of giving your infant natural vitamin K, which is most likely not even necessary if you have a non-forceps delivery, okay? I mean, people have been having babies for thousands of years without giving them vitamin K shots or vaccines right off the bat. They didn't know they didn't have such a thing as forceps delivery. They weren't clamping the cord to make sure that the baby wasn't getting that blood and that oxygen in those red blood cells. They weren't doing that. Well, what are the side effects of just giving your children natural? Now, if I was just going to do natural vitamin K and you just you still wanted to do that, I would use like a product like either Standard Process has chlorophyll. Um, the gel perils, or I've got one called Chlorocaps by Biotics. Give them like a quarter, quarter capsule. It's got natural chlorophyll in there, and chlorophyll is loaded with vitamin K. What is chlorophyll? Chlorophyll is, our human blood is the equivalent of what chlorophyll is to the plant, which is like plant blood. Okay, in fact, chlorophyll and our own um, hemoglobin, the molecule of chlorophyll and the molecule of um, like hemoglobin are essentially identical, but hemoglobin carries iron and chlorophyll carries magnesium. That's really the only difference. One's human blood, one's plant blood. Okay, so I, the one I have is called chlorocaps and it's, it's, got, it's chlorophyll, essentially. And um, really, really good stuff. So the, what are the side effects of giving your infant natural vitamin K? which is probably not even necessary if you have any kind of natural childbirth. Well, the side effect is, is your doctor makes less money and the medical pharma cartel can't poison and kill your child off or start or start that whole process. That's just, you know, if, if you want to know the truth. So simple solutions. Childbirth is not a procedure. Take back childbirth from the unnatural practices that we use now. Find a naturopathic midwife to help you enjoy the event of childbirth. Uh, vitamin K for a newborn is fine, but let's use natural forms for our babies. So yeah, hopefully that'll give you some education there on that. Now let's go. Let's go further here. Um, doctors caught on tape plotting to take cost, custody of newborns. For what? Well, for obviously for whose parents refuse vitamin K shots. Yeah. So see, I said all of what I just said now 
to, to come to this report. Because if I would have done this first, it wouldn't have the impact that it's going to have now. Because doctors are now caught plotting on tape to take custody of newborns just because parents don't want the vitamin K shot because the parents are informed. They know what I just said or they've done some research and they're like, no, we don't want that. After a class action lawsuit was filed in October against several hospitals, Illinois Department of Children and Family Services uh, and several doctors, audio has surfaced of some of the defendants in the case plotting to collude with DCFS, which is the Department of Children and Family Services, or Satan, to take away children from parents extra lawfully. Recordings of these doctors at a committee meeting appear to bolster the plaintiff's claims that the hospitals and the agencies named in the suit use the power given to them as state officials and or employees and through their authorities and investigative powers to cause the plaintiffs to be threatened and coerced into accepting unwanted and unnecessary medical procedures. Because technically, when you inject a baby with a vaccine, it's surgery. You're penetrating the skin and, and you're delivering a, a toxic witch's brew of death and evil into the newborn. It's worse than surgery, really. Because surgery should help people. And surgery doesn't involve typically injecting you with all these things, but vaccines do. In April of 2018... The prenatal advisory committee that operates under the Illinois Department of Health met to discuss giving injections of vitamin K in violation of written refusals of parents. Not all the people in the recording can be identified by voice. PJ Media reached out to the members of the PAC, but none would respond to identify who was speaking. But it is certain that all persons speaking are on the committee and are on a list of who of who was there can be seen at the end of this article. The following is a transcript of the recording. Now, I'm not going to go through the transcript. It's way too long. But if you want to see this, if you want to know more about this, I give you the link here. It'll probably be on about page 18 of the PDF today because we're already 18 pages into this PDF just for today. Now, to segue with this, I just this just came out, I think, today. And this is Patriot Nurse again. And she just put up a video which heavily relates to this subject, which is entitled, Are Doctors and Nurses the New Secret Police? The Unholy Alliance of DCS. So let's go ahead and listen to this. And she's going to really round this whole thing out. Now, she's a nurse, okay? She's like a cert board-certified nurse. She's got all these different certifications. And she does classes around the country where she teaches you basic general, um, like, things about trauma and that type of stuff and, and, you know, wound care and things of those nature. So this is her, this is her take on it. This video comes after report basically broke of a hospital up in Chicago area, Kirk County, Illinois. I believe this is the same report I just referenced. Enforcing some pretty heinous draconian policies uh, in which they involved the Department of Children's Services in the case of parents who made medical decisions for their children, which would include uh, opting out of erythromycin ointment and vitamin K shots. And I'm speaking to you as a nurse who worked for several years in labor and delivery in a freestanding birth center setting. Okay, so I'm very, very familiar with all of this. And what's very troubling to me is that I have seen a steady trajectory over the past decade that has demonstrated to me very clearly that there is a weaponization of healthcare and especially a political weaponization of healthcare in a sick sort of way that makes these doctors and nurses and healthcare providers who are of the state controlled Democrat persuasion very, very powerful 
um, and being able to negatively influence families who do not share their totalitarian viewpoints that they do and who ultimately want to be able to make informed decisions for themselves and for their children. I was appalled when I read the transcript of the interaction between healthcare providers who were essentially conspiring to involve the state in stripping parental rights and stripping custody of these parents for their newborn uh, in order that they could, could give their vitamin K shots and their, their newborn procedures, which if you're a nurse, especially if you are a, a healthcare provider involved in women's and children's healthcare, and especially in labor and delivery, you know that there are baby-friendly practices that we're supposed to implement. And that includes not separating mom and babe, especially for the early part afterwards of, um, of, of the, the neonate's life right. because of the impacts of delayed bonding, delayed breastfeeding, all of these things. Right. So what these thing is, people is, did... The thing is also is that that bonding is just so important from a spiritual standpoint. Um, but... Also, when you don't breastfeed, especially initially, the the um, mom puts out for 48 to 72 hours-ish a substance called colostrum in the breast milk, which is essentially like the whole vaccination thing that that particular baby, that exact baby needs from its mother. It's like, it's like immunizations from the mother, from the mother's milk, okay, to help give that baby its um and kickstart its own immune system when you deprive a baby of that first you know 48 to 72 hours of the mother's milk and in the bonding and all that you are setting the baby up for you know potentially a lifetime of immune system issues i don't think my mom did that with me and i've had immune system issues you know my struggle with it my whole life and i probably always will unless god heals me you know, in that regard. Now, it's made me more cognizant of being sensitive about immune system issues, and it was a big reason I got in an alternative health as well. Okay, and I just mean that I battle my immune system. Like I, I don't, like I got to be really careful with what I do, or I, I can get sick. Real now, I haven't been sick in years because you know I take vitamin C, a whole like a, a natural vitamin C in a food base every day. The C, was the the C one thousand biotics. That one and um, other things that I do. So I don't, I haven't got sick in years at this point. But if I wasn't doing these other things and I wasn't watching things, I would have a real rough time. And I kind of did growing up battling colds and flus and things of this nature. So I know what that's like. And I know it's important to, for certain people, they, you know, their, their immune systems are good. <laughs> A lot of the times, though, the people that have great immune systems were breastfed, and particularly from birth on. And I mean, I'm telling you, that is just like one of the greatest things you could ever do for your child, because that is the specific food that that baby needs in order to mature and to grow and to develop their own immune system and all of the other systems of the body. In Chicago area. And this happens all over the country, so don't think it's just Illinois, okay? Because I've worked with people who had this mindset that because we've got letters after our name or because we're healthcare providers that we're demigods and we can tell people how to live and what to do and when to involve the state, it's just, it's sick. So these people made the decision that it was in the best interest of the child, read their own egos, to separate this mom and babe for 12 hours after this child's birth so they could 
shoot the kid up with vitamin K and give him erythromycin ointment because the parents didn't want to. They elected that it was more important for the child's overall health to get vitamin K than it is to bond with his mother. So understand, when you go into a hospital, you're, you're opening yourself up to the Nazi system. You really are. Understand, sometimes you don't have a choice. But understand, that's where you're going. You're going to Nazi land. You're going to Big Brother world. Now, not all hospitals are created equal. Not all hospitals are as bad as the next, but they're all moving in that direction. For the first 12 hours. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. So the reason why I'm talking about this with you guys is that this is not, unfortunately, an isolated incident. This is a, another in a series of incidents that has been demonstrated over the past decade, certainly of, of my life and definitely as, as I have experienced in my practice as a nurse. I'm telling you guys that if you if you want freedom and if you value liberty and self-sufficiency and independence and the right of a parent to make the best decision for their child based on the facts as they see them, then you don't want to involve yourself in this new nexus control grid of medicine that has been implemented. Ever since they had the electronic medical records put in, courtesy of Barack Hussein Obama's Medicare for all sort of program, the Obamacare program, um, ever since they've had this, their control grid has been pulling tighter and tighter and tighter across the American people. And I'm just going to put it this way. If you are a freedom-loving nurse, physician, healthcare provider, EMT, paramedic, you are probably seeing the same things that I'm seeing. And that is that this practice that we love, this science and this art form, this calling that called many of us to care for people has left us and has embraced totalitarianism to its very core, as evidenced by this most recent event in Chicago, in Joliet. So friends, the reason why I'm talking about this with you is because I know that there are a lot of parents out there who have sought my opinion over the years as to what they should do. And this is the bottom line. Unless, from a birth standpoint, from a mom-babe standpoint, unless there is a clinical reason, a clinically indicated reason for the safety of the mom or the infant that has been demonstrated up to and including the intrapart of labor, you are better off not having your baby at a hospital. There are options. You can have baby at a freestanding birth center. You can have baby with a home birth midwife. You can have baby with midwives who will bring you into their care facility, okay? But the bottom line is, friends, you can't trust the white coat anymore, all right? You can't. You can't trust the people with the little letters after their name. Hell, don't even trust me. Do your own research. I don't care. The bottom line is if you are a person who wants to make decisions for yourself and you want to embrace liberty, self-sufficiency, and conservative values, you are the new enemy, the state-sponsored persecutory enemy, okay? They don't like you. They don't want you to be free. They don't want you to raise your children as you see fit. They want to, especially as evidenced in this most recent case, and not just in one instance. There are several instances. This is a class action lawsuit. They want to be able to strip your rights as a parent so they can have their way with your children. And you're going to trust these people? Mm-mm. No way. I would encourage you folks that in the year leading up to the election, that you really start making hard decisions as to what you want to spend your money on and, and with whom you want to spend it, okay? Why are you giving money and, and electing to take your children you know, to, these, to these physicians, to these healthcare providers who hate you and who ultimately hold dearly to their totalitarianism and anti-constitutional principles? And don't tell me it doesn't exist because I've practiced with some of them. I've listened to their chatter in the nurse's station and at, unfortunately at the patient's bedside when they are unconscious. I've heard this stuff, Okay. It exists. These people may have letters after their name, and they may have been smart, and they may have got great MCAT scores, but I'm here to tell you they are not good human beings just because they have a coat. 
I've unfortunately interacted with several people um, who were very, very toxic, toxic individuals that just happened to be in healthcare, and I wouldn't trust them with my animals. No way. Mm-mm. So friends, you're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not you value self-sufficiency in educating yourself. I'm not saying by any means that you shouldn't seek help when necessary and when clinically indicated, but we need to be unhooking from the drug that is institutionalized medicine in the United States. Okay? Like, they look at you like a dollar sign. That's not going to change. And Elizabeth Warren's pie-in-the-sky utopian Medicare for all stuff, that's definitely not going to change. It's only going to get worse. Why? Because when you subsidize something, you get more of it. So if you subsidize sickness and disease and ultimately a, um, a, a lifestyle that sees no consequences for crappy living and crappy diet and you know, crappy choices, then like, that's going to flood the network. That's going to flood the system. And then people who need care are going to be bumped out of the way, even if they could pay for it out of their own pockets. Nope. Medicare for all, <laughs> the equal, equal distributed misery, equally distributed misery. Friends, you shouldn't be surprised by this stuff. Okay, I, Medicare for all is a disaster. And the medical industrial complex in this country has abandoned, abandoned good healthcare providers. And I'm seeing more and more that the good healthcare providers are saying, you know what, bye. I'm going to go and do my own thing or I'm going to go into a different field. I can't tell you how many emails I get from nurses and physicians, paramedics, EMTs who are oh, yeah. saying, you know what? I've seen enough of this. I'm out. Peace out. Yep. And what are they doing instead? They're looking at alternative methods of healing. They're getting ready. They're battening down the hatches. Okay. Cause here's the thing. DCS shows up at your house on some BS trumped up stuff. Uh, I could tell you in my case, it ain't going to be pretty and it's not going to be polite. All right. I'm not going to allow anybody with a badge from any, any part of a totalitarian state, which is where we're at right now. Don't lie to yourself. We're there. We're getting there pretty fast. I'm not going to allow anybody with a badge to take things that are not theirs. So until these people start getting checked, this is going to continue. And unfortunately, the medical industrial complex is part of it. And I've said this is going to happen for a while. You think they're doing this about vaccines? Just wait till it comes to the firearms issue. Okay. They're already... They're already getting their ducks in a row for it. So my advice is to unhook as much as you can from their grid, to become self-sufficient, to embrace alternative methods of healing. And that's a stupid name, really. I mean, it's what people know, but alternative. I think that's what a big portion of this ministry has been about since its inception. Everything that she's saying there, uncouple, decouple from the world system as much as you can. Make yourself as small of a target as possible. You know, go back to as old school as much as you can. You know, be content with less. Don't, you know, d just go old school as much as you can go. And get out of debt and, and draw close to God and, and, you know, embrace alternative methods, of, you know, natural methods of healing and these types of things, which is the way God would intended it, not through pharmacia. Time tested when you're looking at herbal ways of keeping people healthy. Okay. <laughs> like historically literate versus medical industrial complex. Guess which one I'm going to put more faith in. What does Western medicine do well? Trauma. Right. Trauma. Neurosurgery, baby. It's about it. With everything else, we just extract a great deal of money from people while facilitating sickness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've got for you. It's disease propagation. The medical system is all about disease propagation because that creates lifelong customers and they start it right from birth with the vitamin k shots and the vaccines and all the other stuff they do at birth they're, they're trying to make a 
lifelong customer out of the baby and then get the kids on medications now at the earliest possible age you know and vaccinate them at this unbelievable rate create this weak sickly dumbed down population that is going to be very easy to control that's what they're doing so i think that's all she had there um i'm gonna go ahead and try to get in one last part here and uh i know i'm gonna probably run over but there's just no way i can i can um guarantee these are always going to be under um 80 minute uh broadcasts uh vax 2 documentary producers released devastating information about america's hidden vaccine injury epidemic a war zone of dead children this is from mike adams and he it looks like he's interviewing this lady in studio the producers of vax 2 a new vaccine truth documentary highlighted at vax v-a-x-x-e-d the number two dot com Join me at InfoWars Studio for an executive interview about the launch of this powerful film that is set to blow the lid off an epidemic of vaccine injuries that are killing and maiming children across America and around the world. The full interview shown below via Brighteon.com is a powerful must-see discussion about vaccines and the war zone of mass death they're unleashing across America. Children are being hospitalized, maimed, and killed because of dangerous ingredients. Okay, sorry there. I had to take a little kitty cat break there, a little... My cat uh, wants to be in my lap. She really doesn't want to take no for an answer. Anyway, um, so uh, let's see here. Children are being hospitalized, maimed, and killed because of the dangerous ingredients that are deliberately formulated into the vaccines, and no one is allowed to talk about it. The vaccine industry uh, preys on children, deceives the public, aggressively hypes every outbreak, even the ones caused by the vaccines, which is typically always the case, and pressures the tech giants to censor any truth about the dangers of vaccine ingredients. This is an industry dominated by a twisted combination of pure evil and mad science. And again, this is why I've been so emphasizing the vaccine issue lately, because I really believe it's going to be one of the crux and main factors of the coming new world order and under antichrist and false prophet and i believe it's the main way that they're there and no there's very few people that have got into the whole thing about the microchipping with the vaccines and the potential for microchip dust which is a whole other can of worms there so um vax theater locations are being kept secret until 24 hours before the launch uh vax 2 opens in theaters nationwide november 6th so that's already passed the theater locations have been kept secret until 24 hours before the film's play due to the extreme threats of violence and terrorism against the Vax 2 film producers because, you know, the pro-vaccine crowd is so tolerant and loving and, and not satanically possessed to the toenails, you know. Anyway, sign up to be alerted of theater locations or whatever. Here's their website, vaxedthenumber2.com. In mid-December, the full film will be available as a paid video at brighteon.com. There's a link to that. And watching the shocking full interview here and share with everybody. So I'm going to try to get in as much of this as I can. And um, we'll end this teaching with this. Okay, so here's the interview. So this is vaccine damage denialism, essentially. The entire medical establishment refuses to even acknowledge that this exists. Yeah, uh, here's what's going to happen if you want to vaccinate. 
You are going to be told they're safe and effective. You are going to take that vaccine. You are going to have injury of some kind. This is what I've seen out on the road. You are then going to go back to your doctor. He's going to put a hand in your face and he's going to tell you it's not the vaccine. He's then going to do more tests on your child that do untold damage, which is going to make your child way worse. Then when you complain again, you're going to be called crazy and CPS is going to be called on you. That's that is right. what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Then, they'll, then they'll take your children away and force well, them that, back. That, that's what is happening. Yes. Them and, and perhaps to, draw you up on to charges. To prevent all of that, right. get out the insert, which is made by the manufacturers. No, there's no, again, no conspiracy theory. It is right there. The insert inside the vaccine thing, not the silly thing that they give you at the pharmacy, and read it. If yeah. you don't understand the long words, Google it. Listen to the parents. And this film is so important because we're not telling them to make up these stories. These are true life stories. Incidents right. that's happened to their children whether they've died or whether they've been severely injured, listen to the parents, not the doctors. So there are no paid actors in the film, of no. Absolutely none. These are, these are real parents with yeah. real stories of real injuries yeah. of their children. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they, it, it takes a lot of courage on their part, I would think, to get on camera and tell the story, right? Well, I, I mean, I think the, the, the film Vaxxed gave people, and then when Polly started recording the stories, it gave them the confidence. Remember, these parents have had doctors shun their faces and push them under the rugs in. It's showing all these parents in the background, one after another, with severely vaccine-damaged children that they're filming with the parents. And the, 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 you know, it's just, it's horrific. I mean, absolutely horrific. But th these parents, you know, they don't have any right to speak out, even though they've been, their whole lives have been turned upside down and they've assaulted their children on you know a level that's hard to even comprehend but they need to just keep their mouth shut according to satan you know correlation between the two these parents are telling the truth and polly and the team and vaxxed have given them that opportunity to get um courageous and say exactly what happened to them <laughs> The children I see today are sicker than they were when I was a resident. Actor Robert De Niro has reversed course in a highly controversial documentary film. His prestigious Tribeca Film Festival will no longer feature a film called Vaxxed. They'd never confronted anything like this before. They'd never had to deal with a film like this, and they censored it. And the censorship caused it to explode. De Niro initially defended the decision to screen the film at Tribeca. But after mountain pressure over the weekend, the decision was made to cancel the screening. Getting a bus of some kind to travel on the ground, to be with the people was the way to go forward. What we found out very quickly was that parents wanted to tell their story. There was lines of people. All they wanted to do was talk about the injury that happened to them. All he wanted to do was go in his room and sit on his bed and bang his head against the wall. When we set out on the road to record stories, we were in for much more than we bargained for. We were about to have an education that you just couldn't buy. This is just the biggest lie ever told. Nobody in their right mind would ever take this vaccine if they if they actually read the clinical literature. This has actually been proven that these vaccines cause cardiovascular instability in these infants. It causes death, and they admit it. Those injured families, you have to appreciate what you've done. Sharing your stories online, sharing your stories on the vast bus has grown a movement. After his 12-month vaccines, 
he lost eye contact. Like an idiot, I went back for his 15-month vaccines, and he completely stopped talking. He couldn't crawl anymore. It just shows you the control that the medical pharma cartel has over people, where they will keep bringing their children back to get further vaccinations, even after they've been damaged, until they're just totally put over the edge. And then a lot of times, then they'll, they'll finally say no or put their foot down. But it shows you the level of satanic mind control that exists when you go into the MDs. And again, these are demons you can't see when you're going in there and are operating through the satanic system. And once you put your trust in that system and capitulate to it, you know, it's a very, very, very strong satanic pull to do whatever they tell you to do. Talk anymore. He couldn't eat anymore. He couldn't swallow. Screaming, and you could tell they were in so much pain. Now he These are all different. They're just going from mom to mom to mom, saying all this. Seizures. He's almost died on me several times. It was the people's story. That story is the same over and over and over again. It's a bombshell new documentary, Vax 2, just being released. And we have here in InfoWars Studios the exclusive interview with the producer, executive director, and other people involved in this film. We'll be going to them in just a second here. I just want to set the tone here. There is a war against our children in America. It's a chemical war, and the weapons are chemical violence weapons, which are called vaccines. You're being lied to about vaccines in every way by the establishment. The CDC is lying. The mainstream media is lying. You know, your, your doctors are not informed of the truth about what's really in these vaccines. And so the first Vax film, which was a huge success, the level of censorship that was directed against that film was just, it was unbelievable. They tried to shut it down everywhere. They threatened certain theaters and so on. So, of course, the creators of that film decided that this is such an important message. They have to create a follow-up film. It's called Vaxed 2. The website for that is Vaxed2.com. That's the numeral 2, V-A-X-X-E-D-2.com. It's opening in theaters all across the country soon. And we have with us today, I'll start with Polly Tommy, who is the creator of this film. Welcome, Polly. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we've also got Toby Tommy here with us as well, who is on the younger side, and he has been reaching out to the youth in America who are also waking up to the vaccine issue. Thanks for joining us. That's right. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you both here today. Let's go to you, Polly, first. Tell us, you, I mean, privately, you were telling me that, that it, it, it's like a war zone yes. out there. Uh, tell me more about that. What's really happening to our children across America? Okay, so first of all, um, my son was injured by the MMR. That's all he had that morning. So I've been for 20 years, a big campaign on watch this vaccine. It's give you seizures. So when we finished the first Vax film and we started traveling around promoting that, parents would come up to me in their droves because my story's, uh, son's story was in that first film and say, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you what happened to me. So when we got this bus and went out on the road... It was a nationwide tour, the Vax bus tour. Yeah, it was never, we yeah. never really planned it. It just sort of evolved. Yeah. Um, so we went out on this bus, and I thought I was going to get a lot of MMR autism stories, because that's all I knew. But it wasn't... Literally, day two, we hit our first Gardasil story. And once we did our first Gardasil, we hit our first dead baby story. And then they came in their droves, dead babies. It's like a, a, a war zone. It was like... It was just... A, a bloody battlefield out there of massive death and destruction. And we're talking about America. So wait a minute. I mean, because according to the mainstream media, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. There are no parents like that right. 
with vaccine damaged children that they, they would say that you're making it up. Right. But what you're what you're telling us and what's in the film are, I guess, you must have spoken with thousands of parents along the way, huh? Thousands. And here's the thing. I think the parents are hugely, I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm to think of the right word without swearing right now, because we, what's happened to us is our most precious possessions in our lives. We've, we, you know, we research everything when we have a baby and we trusted the medical professional. Professors, so all of us, all of these parents that vaccinated now have injured children like mine or dead children, we trusted were pro-vaccine. So that's incredibly important. And I think the, the lies came from the media. You know, we turn on the television, it's, they're safe and effective. Doctor after doctor after doctor telling us this. So that's why it was important for us to get out on the bus, on the roads of America, and actually speak to the parents ourselves. What is out there? What are we dealing with? But wait a minute, the, the, the left-wing media says that Trump is evil because he's separating children uh, from families at the border. But again, you know, the, the Trump apologetic tour here, Mike Adams firmly on the Trump train and has, you know, evidently no clue about that Trump's wicked. But Or they go crazy about children in Syria or Afghanistan or Turkey or places like that. But America's children are being, in essence, assaulted through vaccines They're being and killed. killed. That's it. Killed and maimed. Killed, killed, but the death. This is what we couldn't believe. I have never seen so much death. There is every single stop. We had at least one dead baby, a Gardasil death, paralysis from the waist downwards, untold damage. Vaccines are killing America. And that is what the people of America will tell you. And that's just the ones that showed up. Most of them aren't going to show up because they had to sign that agreement with the vaccine uh, damage court that in order to get any kind of help in the future monetarily, and most of the time this just annihilates a person's finances, well, you have to keep your mouth shut if you want any kind of compensation in the future. So the vast majority, there's legions of people out there that won't say a word because they're, they'll are they get their their, uh, their compensation cut off from the vaccine damage um vaccine court so that's what's going on there so i mean th these was it mostly mothers or mothers and fathers or or i mean they must have been coming to you with tears in their eyes i mean yeah, yeah. i can't I mean, even imagine look when you look into the eyes of a parent whose child is brain damaged like mine or dead from a vaccine that their soul's broken that it's ripped from them yeah it is the most painful you can feel it as they come towards you the pain when an unvaccinated family with a beautiful, healthy children will get onto that in a minute, come towards you, you see joy and light and right. love. Aww. Everything is great in their eyes. Right, but that's what they want to take away from children, and it's all about brainwashing, not just uh, today's adults, but also our youth. Uh, totally. right. So, but basically, we're just we're trying to. It's parents warning other parents, and they want to silence it. They're taking us off Facebook. We can't go live. They have shut us in every single way. But they won't win because it's the parents carrying it. But isn't people. it fascinating? The parents who came up to you with their stories of their children being damaged by vaccines, as you mentioned, they used to all be pro-vaccine. They went out and got their children vaccinated. Right. But this, it's got to be tough for them. I mean, it must be destroying the lives of the parents as well as the children. Is that what you've seen? What we've seen is, is anybody who thinks they have a tough life, they really needs to come out on this bus and have a look. You have Americans living in utter poverty didn't before because it's there's no insurance to cover any of the medical needs of these children you've That's got right. you've got parents that are, are either addicted to alcohol addicted to drugs in any way they can to numb the unbearable pain 
of the suffering of your child because no doctor will help the suffering of your, your nonverbal child. Um, I have a friend with a nonverbal adult child who had to take her child to a veterinarian surgeon because no doctor would treat her child's clear abdominal pain. And she said, you wow. are an expert in patients that cannot speak. So this is vaccine-damaged denialism, essentially. The yeah. entire medical establishment refuses to even acknowledge that this exists. Yeah, uh, here's what's going to happen if you want to vaccinate. You are going to be told they're safe and effective. You are going to take that vaccine. You are going to have injury of some kind. This is what I've seen out on the road. You are then going to go back to your doctor. He's going to put a hand in your face and he's going to tell you it's not the vaccine. He's then going to do more tests on your child that do untold damage, which is going to make your child way worse. Then when you complain again, you're going to be called crazy and CPS is going to be called on you. That's that is right. what's going to happen. Yeah, then they'll, then they'll take your children away and forcefully vaccinate them and, and perhaps to, draw you up on to charges. To prevent all of that, right. get out the insert which is made by the manufacturers. No, there's no, again, no conspiracy theory. It is right there. The insert inside the vaccine thing, not the silly thing that they give you at the pharmacy, and read it. If yeah. you don't understand the long words, Google it. Yeah, get, well, get a, get a microscope out if you have to wear a magnifying <laughs> glass and read that fine print, because I've, I've read it, and they admit that they're dangerous. Let's go to this clip from your film. This clip is called Insanely Dangerous, which describes these vaccines. That's what they truly are. Let's check out this clip right now from Vaxxed 2, the People's Truth. It's coming out in theaters shortly. Let's, let's take a look. I went in for a gynecologist appointment, got a pap smear, and they told me it came back abnormal. And I immediately started freaking out because I've never had one abnormal. Stage three neuroendocrine carcinoma of the cervix. So what stage three, exact, exactly stage mean? three cervical cancer. These are all young girls. Okay. Now, isn't the Gardasil, isn't it supposed to prevent cervical cancer? No, it actually causes it. And that's why not only does it make sterilize the, the girls, but it also causes the very thing it's supposed to prevent, which is, again, all by design. Yes. So that is when I said, wait, I'm supposed to not get cervical cancer. I got this vaccine. I'm not supposed to get cervical cancer. And I said, OK. I said, so what does that mean about the abnormal cells? And she said, well, they're precancerous. And I said, cancer is for what? And she said, cervical cancer. <laughs> and by the way, the, the pap and everything I'd had three months prior to getting Gardasil was clean. It was fine. Huh. You know, I was, and then nine months later, I had cervical cancer. I should have never got those shots. Because so it's just, all of this has been done to kill us off. It's, that's the only reason they're doing it. There is no, there is no even sliver of goodness with what we're talking about here. It is totally 100% straight from the pit of hell evil. With the vaccine agenda in particular. There is no redeeming, there is no safe vaccines. They've all got horrific ingredients. I just gave you just the side effects of just a few of them today. And it is being done all by design on purpose to kill us off and to sterilize the women and, and to give us cancer and create autistic masses of autistic children and to defile us and to defile our DNA, which was what Genesis six was all about. And to curse us because the, a lot of the vaccines are culture for off aborted babies. What's that doing to us on a spiritual level when you get that injected into you? That's why. In my mind, I knew that they were what gave me HPV. So the problem with artists like most vaccines 
is it was never tested against a true placebo, an inert placebo. And the CDC and HHS say, if you don't test it against a true placebo, it's not science. A placebo is just an inert substance that doesn't cause any damage that they give one group of individuals in a particular clinical study and then they give the drug, that's the experimental group, they give that to a, another set of individuals. The people that were supposed to be the control group, they got aluminum. And when they did that, out of every 100 patients, they had at least two severe autoimmune events. You have no way of gauging whether the injuries you're seeing from the product are being caused by that product or whether they're just bad, sad coincidences. The CDC knew about this. Merck, the manufacturer of the Gardasil vaccine, knew about this. It's as plain as the nose on your face. All you have to do is look at the clinical trial data. The, the entity that is actually performing the study is and paying for the study is Merck. Merck got to decide which injuries were being caused by Gardasil and which were just bad coincidences. And because it had that power, it just wrote them all off as bad coincidences. You can do that when there's no placebo because the injuries they were seeing in the control group, which where the girls were getting aluminum neurotoxins, were identical to the injuries they were getting in the Gardasil group. So they said, well, we don't have to report any of these as vaccine injuries. Well, they were able to license something that is insanely dangerous. So those are some of the clips from the new film Vax 2, which is coming out in theaters November 6th. But at secret locations, you can only find out by signing up at Vax2.com to get the, the email alert about where the theaters are because the theaters are being threatened by these vaccine zealots, these vaccine pushers that are damaging your children. And I just want to mention, too, you know, if you thought that the, the war on children through, you know, uh, pop culture and now the sexualization of children, the, the drag queen you know, twerking, greasy old men in the libraries who are now, you know, talking to your children. If you thought that was bad, the vaccine industry is actually killing your children. It's not just indoctrination. It's not just brainwashing. It's actual killing your children. Much more straight ahead. Stay with us. We are here breaking exclusive interview news about this new bombshell film, Vaxxed 2, The People's Truth, the true stories about how vaccines are devastating children across America. And now joining us, stepping in, is Jonathan Tommy, who, of course, is one of the producers of the film. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Uh, quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, this, this chemical violence that's being perpetrated against our children across America, which the media denies even exists. Sure. Can you talk about some of the, some of the chemical weapons or, or the, the chemicals, the, the ingredients that are toxic in vaccines? Sure. What are we talking about? I mean, if you look at across the whole range, you've got 72 shots given to a child up until the age of 18 years of age. You've got multiple shots going in at their well baby clinic visit. So you've got multiple shots, none of which have had a safety study on this whole group going into the child at the same time, not one single safety study. Then you look at all of the ingredients and let's look at aluminium and the levels that the aluminum FDA have approved 250 micrograms of aluminium 
throughout that whole period, they're getting over 4,250 micrograms directly into their blood system as a result of the shock. When you look at the children who have regressed as a result of vaccines, you only have to look at aluminium as one component, and there's hundreds of these different ingredients from fetal DNA to polysorbate 80, to all of these unknown fragments of protein from animals such as rabbit, cow, pig, chicken. Oh, yeah. So African you've got green monkeys. Absolutely. Yeah, so you've there. got and, and thimerosal obviously is still in a few. So you've got all of these untested chemicals going into these shots given to these susceptible babies who have no detoxification maturity but, at that age. But isn't it in, on top of that? The vaccine companies have absolute legal immunity. Sure. So, you know, if a car company made unsafe cars, yeah. you could sue that car manufacturer for killing your child in a car accident caused by that, that unsafe yeah. practice. But a vaccine company, they don't have to have any quality control. They can put literally anything into a vaccine sure. and call it a vaccine, and there's no recourse. Yeah, and, the, and the, the safety testing, because they classify vaccine as a biologics, doesn't go through the same double-blind placebo trials as a pharmaceutical drug. So this 1986 act that was passed by Reagan in government, giving no liability to the manufacturer of vaccines, is a criminal offense to the American public. Absolutely. And it also, didn't it, didn't it motivate vaccine manufacturers to put more vaccines on the childhood immunization schedule sure. so they could enjoy that legal protection? So that they're now using our American children as just, I don't know, carpet bombing grounds for... for for chemicals and, and DNA fragments and yeah. RNA fragments yeah. so they can make more money while our children suffer and die. Sure. I mean, injecting human DNA, full genome, yes, found in the MMR5 vaccine by a, a company, a, a laboratory in, in Italy, what is that going to do to the DNA sequencing in a human being? Having yeah. another human protein, full genome, injected into them autoimmunity guaranteed. So you're basically setting up the child's immune system to attack itself. Peanut allergies, right? The rise in peanut allergies. Sure. Let, me, let me direct a question to Polly here. Now, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the executive directors on this film. And I know you, you trust his voice. I do, too. I think he's an American hero, yep. by the way. Uh, uh, Children's Health Defense is the name of his... Of now, the that was the one that Joe and Brianna was talking about where he was going after him. So... You know, I would say word of caution on that Robert Kennedy guy. Um, but I just wanted to throw that in. On profit group. Everybody follow it. Children'sHealthDefense.org, uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is that right? Uh, okay, so who else is involved in this film? Well, so um, Robert Kennedy is our executive producer, and it's really important to us that he is as well, because he's, he is, if you like, our leader, uh, going forward. So Children's Health Defence protecting, protecting, protecting um, the rights of our children. So we're really honoured to have him and he's such a good, good man. Takes time to listen to the parents the whole time. Other people involved in the film? Well, of course, we did an interview with Del Bigtree. He does a brilliant, he's very experienced. Andy Wakefield, of course, uh, does a brilliant job on, on measles. But can I just say one thing? Yes. Really, really important here. Just listening to you two there. One of the other biggest lies involved in this and then I'm really talking to those new parents, if you're listening right now, and sitting on the fence a bit about these vaccines. You, we've got to stop. This is where John and I went wrong. We've got to stop bowing down to the white coats, the doctors, as if they are gods. 
we're right. told and it's not our fault because in a way because we, we go through school and we're told you know if you're mm. really clever one day you'll grow up and be a doctor and so we were told from a young age that doctors are the best now we interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doctors and medical professionals and every single one of them told us get this breaking news they have absolutely no training on vaccines whatsoever wow other than they're safe and effective and they're the saviors of mankind. And that's why they, that's the way they want the doctors, nice and dumbed down and doing whatever they're brainwashed and told to do in the brainwashing medical pharma cartel colleges that they attend. So that's, you know, it's all, they, they have almost zero training in anything health and nutritional related. That's also a known fact. You'd be better off going to your auto mechanic asking for nutritional advice than you were your average medical doctor they have an average lifespan of i believe around 52 uh, which again kind of shows you the the you know the bible says the the fruit of the righteous tendeth to life and they're just they, they don't live that long overall they don't know anything about and again what are they doing they're pushing satan's model which is the medical pharma cartel even seen cases where someone, for example, an elderly patient goes into a hospital with uh, some condition, and the first thing they say is, have you been vaccinated with this year's flu vaccine? And even when that person is compromised and immunosuppressed, they'll be given vaccine shots in the hospital mm -hmm. with, with a message like, if you don't agree to these vaccine shots, we can't even treat you for this other thing, pneumonia right. well, or whatever. Well, they're trying to kill them off. I mean, that's what the, the flu shots do to the elderly well known dealing with that's insane you don't you don't vaccinate people when they're already immunosuppressed oh well, we've, we've had doctors we've had oh no but they give them the quadruple shot now remember the what i just covered there the new the new cvs and the walgreens ads and the vitamin vita aid or whatever right aid yeah they get they give them that special one that's got like four times the antigens in it on the flu shots they really kill you off a lot quicker. I'll put you over the edge a lot quicker. I just covered that in, in recent study. The front line of these hospitals telling us that when patients are in comas, they're instructed to go and give them the flu shot because they have to fill the paperwork out for insurance. <laughs> oh, that, boy, that's the best time for the, the vaccine oh, industry yeah. to get them when you're unconscious. Yeah, that's like a medical molestation of coma patients. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have hundreds sick. and hundreds of interviews of medical professionals yeah. coming forward as the real whistleblowers talking about the absolutely disgusting things that are going on behind the scenes yeah. with these vaccines. I mean, what they also wow. said is that they had no education. So seven hours of education on vaccines, as Polly said, safe and effective. Here, here is the schedule. Off you go. Doctors. Yeah, doctors. And the, and the education is them telling the doctors these are all safe and effective. You know, no side effects. Don't believe anybody that says anything negative about them this is real science you're a real doctor you need to assert yourself over your patients and establish dominance and and i've, I've known a lot of mds like this too i've had patients come in firsthand and give me firsthand accounts of them acting like literally they're gods and i mean that and i've i've been told that a lot of the medical curriculum in some of these colleges is literally teaching them that they are gods and i mean that they're they're literally gods and they have, they wield this power and it needs to be an absolute power that they wield over their patients. And so I'm not saying they're all like that, but I'm saying that there are some that are. I have had firsthand accounts of patients telling me this, where the doctor would take them and show them his diplomas and say, look, 
and get this far away look in their eye and in in <laughs> I, I forget all the stories but they're so bad nurses no clue so as polly said we're trusting people who are there to supposedly have the knowledge but that it's like having an electrician into your house who doesn't even know how to change a plug i've never yeah. met a doctor who had any idea about the ingredients that were actually in vaccines yeah, yeah. they're clueless and sure. i ask them like did you know about squalene do you know about aluminum do you know about aborted human fetal tissue cells yeah. in vaccines and they say no that that can't be there can't be aborted human babies in vaccines Oh, yes, there are. Yeah. In fact, the, the gene sequence has been yeah. done, and those babies have hundreds of cancer genes, and that's all mm -hmm. on purpose. Yep. And now, dog kidneys, so vegans, I know I meet so many vegans that vaccinate. Well, think yeah. about it, you're, vac you're vaccinating animal parts into you. Yep. So right, right. Think about that, if nothing else. Well, what exactly. about those who are interested in kosher lifestyles, or yeah. halal, even? Yeah. You yeah. know, they use, they use pig parts in, in the vaccines, porcine, which is a technical way of saying pig. So chicken embryos, porcine parts, uh, green disease, green Reese monkey kidney tissue, uh, aborted babies. It is a literal witch's brew. It is a cauldron of wickedness. Every vaccine shot. How can a follower of Islam uh, in, inject themselves, their children with vaccines made from uh, the aborted human fetal parts? of other i mean it gets so insane it violates every religion in the world it but, seems but it's all based on fear it's based on fear that you will die of measles and now apparently chickenpox and you'll die of diphtheria and you'll die of polio and i interviewed the only two people i interviewed with polio on the roads of america both got polio from the from the vaccine from the vaccine itself, itself. Yeah, so course. so this goes on uh we're at the 28 minute mark goes on to the 43 minute mark um i give you all the links to this information um if, if you want to explore this further uh and so i'm way way over on time so god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio